0: My name is Dynamo Mars, and welcome to Trick or Treat Radio. What's Trick or Treat Radio, you ask? Trick or Treat Radio is the new podcast of the Deadites and the Twilight Society. What's the Deadites and the Twilight Society, you ask? Well, the Deadites and the Twilight Society the world's greatest monster hunting, superhero, synth pop, amazing rock and roll extravaganza the world has ever seen. Trick or Treat Radio is going to be your source for all that's cool and nerdy in the world of entertainment. So sit down, hang out with us for an hour. Speaking of sitting down, I plop my fat ass down in front of my television, and Sarah Palin reruns were on. Holy shit, that lady was riding ATVs, shooting guns, riding around in helicopters, killing moose, chasing bears, fighting a polar bear with a knife. I kept expecting a voiceover to come on and say, today the part of Ted Nugent will be played by Rick Moranis. At any rate, welcome to Trick or Treat Radio.
1: Welcome, everyone. This is Trick or Treat Radio. I'm uh, one of your co-hosts, Johnny Wolfenstein, and I'm joined here by my good bud, Dynamo Mars. What's up, y'all? Dynamo, so what's been going on lately?
0: Not a whole bunch. Uh... It's been a nice slow summer, getting ready for uh, our biggest time of the year. Um, I I will tell you that I bought two records that I'm in love with. That I don't. I, I think if you you cats don't have them, um, I would highly recommend picking them up like ASAP. Uh, one of them is you know my love for the band uh, Stepdad. Yep. And they just put out a full length. Um, that's sort of a reiterate. It's got a lot of new songs on it but it's sort of a reiteration of their um, of their EP that they put out. Um, it, this is called wildlife wildlife pop, I'm sorry, and it's great. it's just it's it's great pop. It's got a real synth base. Um, I can't I can't recommend it enough. It, it basically looked like uh, Bear Week spilled onto a Men Without Hats record <laughs> and then got into my closet and and put out a record and it was stepdad. like it's awesome. It's a good time. Um, it's like like a crazy carnival of, of awesomeness and and then there's this other record that I I can't even believe that this we've never heard this guy before uh, the name of the artist is teal it's a t3e's and an L yep. um, and the name of the record is University Heights and every record sounds like uh, I don't know like it's it's just really great electronica he has songs named things like Crystal Lake and eye um, he has a song called "88 Miles Per Hour," which is about—he's uh, singing about hoverboards and stuff.
1: Nice. Um, well, well, tell tell people how you found out about Teal.
0: Well, Teal, I was actually looking to see if iTunes had finally uploaded our record, "The Deadites," <laughs> the big scary monster hunts at midnight, uh, which is probably the best record that you'll ever hear in your whole life. Uh, four great tracks of orgasmic awesomeness. Uh, it's true. Yeah, uh, all I'm, of it's true. Yeah, super humble, am I? Yeah, um, and, and this teal cap kept coming up every single time because he had a song called "Deadites," um, and it's not about us; it's about uh, deadites that are in the woods and swallow your soul. Um, <laughs>
1: it's I always think. a good time.
0: Yeah, though in Montreal, I allegedly swallow plenty of that I don't remember. So,
1: <laughs> but that that's for another podcast, right? Yeah. So I, 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 on that theme, let me let me uh, talk about one record that just completely came up out of nowhere for me mm-hmm. and uh i've been meaning to tell you this about this one but apparently julian k has a new album that came out about three months ago you're fucking me no i'm not fucking you can i say sure. that? can i say that on
0: our <laughs> podcast
1: and you can say whatever the fuck you want how All about right, that that's why we? yeah so why yeah, we? julian k brand new album came out uh just a few months ago here so um, I will be bringing that along for our road trip this weekend which uh just so happens is what we're about to talk about right
0: yeah it's it's pretty exciting it's it's been a while since uh we've had the opportunity to do one of these our schedules have been so wild
1: uh, absolutely
0: to be able to wow death to analog julian k was was quite a while ago it, it seems like that's a fairly contemporary disc but
1: 2009
0: yeah that came out quite a while ago um that's a great band if you guys don't know julian k uh ch- check them out great pedigree a neat story of their background of what they were and what they were supposed to be and how they became an awesome band um definitely check them out but uh and i'm yeah. anxious to hear that this weekend on our big chikara road trip
1: chikara road trip i'll have to add some some reverb in there later
0: sure he should uh, <laughs> mike should hire me to do all those sound things in the middle I don't, yeah I, He's barking up the wrong tree with that guy with the good radio voice.
1: <laughs> yeah, no clue. So, yeah, yeah Sochikora Pro is going to be coming to New England this mm-hmm. weekend. They'll be in Portland, Maine on Saturday and uh, in Everett, Massachusetts on Sunday.
0: Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's they, uh, they both seem like stacked shows, including Maine, if I am not mistaken, is the last independent wrestling appearance of the great Sarah Del Rey.
1: Well, let's see here. I think she's also scheduled for the Everett. Um, yeah, she actually is scheduled for Everett as well. So, Oh,
0: my God, she's beating up Icarus.
1: Yes. <laughs> so that could very well be the very last uh, indie appearance of Sarah Del Rey beating the crap out of Icarus. Uh, so He
0: yeah, may that, not remember who I am, but anybody who's been to a, a Chikara show with me will confirm. At least in that moment when we make eye contact, Icarus does not like the cut of my jib.
1: No, he's referred to you as the serial killer, hasn't he?
0: More than once, he said I look like John Malkovich's ugly brother.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's not that's not a good thing. So, yeah, so this weekend we have a weekend full of Chikar pro wrestling. Um, as as any of you guys know, the Deadites and especially uh, myself and Dynamore, are you know huge fans of wrestling, especially independent wrestling. So. Yeah, yeah. This is a very exciting for us. The cards look stacked. We're going to see uh, on Saturday in uh, Portland, Maine. We got Sarah Del Rey facing the Grand Champion Eddie Kingston. So that should be a barn burner, as they say.
0: Not in the face, Eddie. Please.
1: <laughs> yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting. So we got two stacked cards here. We got our buddy Ophidian is going to be fighting uh, facing uh, Frightmare. Yeah,
0: yeah, the most misunderstood man in Chikara. I I think that you know. Aphidian and us go way back. Um, we did yep. his entrance music for a while. Um, I, I think he's just, uh, I don't want to downplay. Uh, he's definitely been some shenanigans lately, but I, I think he's just misunderstood.
1: Oh, there's my phone. My mom's calling me. Awesome. So,
0: now, Mrs. <laughs> Wolfenstein?
1: Yes. Mrs. Wolfenstein's calling me. So, uh, all right, Mom, later, later. I'll get to you later. So, yeah. Uh,
0: I'll get to you, Mom, later as well.
1: Oh, boy. Maybe we should cancel that cookout on on Saturday, huh? Mm-mm. <laughs> so one of the one of the ma- matches that jumps off the page for me here, we have uh, Quackenbush, Jigsaw, Mantis, and Hollow Wicked on one side versus the Young Bucks and the Heartthrobs in an awesome Atomicos match.
0: That's that's gonna be amazing. It's a main event anywhere in the world. Uh, I don't know too much about the Heartthrobs. Um, I, I apologize if I have seen them and, and don't and just don't recall um, the Spectral Envoy are a main event any any place uh, in the world they are two Chikai originals they can bring it every single time hollow wicked for my money is the toughest guy uh most underrated tough guy in pro wrestling uh he and he's take, also
1: also a friend of the deadites right
0: exactly he'll take a beating and keep on ticking uh but uh, you know an ultra on the flip side not a friend of the deadites
1: <laughs> that's very true
0: but um the, the part of this match that jumps out at me the, the part that puts like you know my, my dynamo senses uh, I, I look at this match lineup and I see these this one element highlighted um, it was King of trios two years ago I think that mm-hmm. had the young bucks. Uh, square off against Mike Quackabush and Jigsaw, and one of the best tag team matches that I have ever seen. And then before that, they had an incredible match for Dragon Gate USA in Philadelphia. That's right. And uh, both of those matches were five star fans. And I, I can't wait to see it live. You know, you're only at, you're only adding uh, at least two more quality competitors to the match right there. But like, you know, if you stripped it all down to just those four guys, uh, uh, the 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 new style American dynamic duo of Quack and Jig and uh the uh very egotistical and well-traveled young bucks like you would have uh you know a guaranteed main event uh something worth your money uh something to write home about a dvd purchase worthy match right there
1: absolutely um and let's see let me look at the card for the everett show on sunday um the one that really jumps out to me here i think is uh we have Green Ant and Marty Janetti versus Los Ice Creams. Um, apparently, Marty Janetti asked his good friend Lex Luger for uh, a tag team partner, and he recommended Green Ant. So, uh, what do you think of this match?
0: Um, I think it. I think it'll be interesting, entertaining. Janetti's a tag team specialist; it should be fun. Uh, a little Chikara inside humor here. I don't think that uh, Marty Janetti will be appearing on the barbershop.
1: <laughs> well yeah they've been teasing it so i don't know i guess they could always surprise us one time
0: he, he might be just waiting for the right window of time oh
1: boy all right let's move on from that one then um we oh, also you have news jeez oh,
0: oh. it was just a wise crack i'm sorry
1: i need to go get a haircut this all uh. all this talk <laughs> all right so we have uh, ophidian versus sugar dunkerton as far as i know this is maybe the first time these two have met at least uh. a singles match
0: geez i i i'll be a liar if i said i i knew otherwise was uh dunkerton in in the uh was it was he in the title tournament uh because i didn't see all those matches i saw most of them uh I'm not,
1: uh, yeah, man, I, I'm drawn. I'm I'm not sure. The, these two, they probably have faced because usually Chikar usually highlights that stuff. If sure, it's the first time ever. So yeah, yeah, yeah. they probably have faced off. But you know, now we have with with our buddy Ophidian and you know his new direction mm-hmm. uh, against against Dunkerton. You know, obviously Sugar's our boy too. Yeah,
0: Dunkerton's coming back too. Like he's been away for a while, huh?
1: Yeah, he's he's been a little bit more vicious. He's finishing people off with a lariat
0: these days. What do you think he's going to think of the of this? Uh... Uh, of this variation of the throwbacks,
1: I don't know. That's going to be that's interesting. That's like, yeah, I don't know. Especially because uh, they they have a best two out of three falls match for the Campeones against the uh, Young Bucks that night too. So that should be interesting to to see what happens there. And then, of course, I think the highlight of the night though is going to be Sarah Del Rey beating the ever loving crap out of Icarus.
0: Yeah, I think that um, I. Will give Sarah Del Rey money if she hits him once for me.
1: I think a lot of people will give her money. Yeah. So and and this very well may be Sarah's very last match on the Indies. I'm not sure what her what the rest of her uh, schedule looks like, but this may be one of the last, if not the last match on the indie scene.
0: I will warn you. I am going to cry like a bitch on a big wheel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will make With sure to get. D. I will make sure to get video of that but for the crypto. there
0: is there. Somehow the Death Rattle Aaron keeps pulling up pictures of us at Jakara shows. Like that will be one that I'm sure I you will pull up and I will get hell over. Go check him out over at DeathRattle.net. But um, yeah, it's very very nice pictures of you and I in the front row of King of Trios recently. He posted.
1: Yeah, I, I happen to see those. That's uh, yeah. uh, pretty funny. I didn't even know what he knew what I looked like. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> now he thinks that you look like uh, you're getting an electrical shock. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I was. Yes. <laughs> So. I think there's uh, somebody who was tasing me, bro.
0: Yeah, that's what it looked like. Don't tase me, Generico.
1: <laughs> All right, so uh, Chikar, we're looking forward to going on that great road trip this weekend. We're going to have some new tunes. We got some Julian Kay, We got some Stepdad. We got Can't some wait. Teal to listen to. Yeah, wait. And, Hitting uh, the
0: open road is always a big deal to me.
1: Yep, gonna be hit hitting the hitting the rookie road with me Willis and some Wesley Willis as well. Um, but uh, right now, coming up in just a minute here, we're going to be talking to our good friend Monster Zero, um, talking about what else horror movies. Yippee! So, uh, but you you were telling me earlier about uh, you were going back and watching some of your some of your favorite films.
0: I, I don't think that I, I will tell you that I uh, didn't think that I would bring this up, but I'll, I'll tell you that it, I'm, I'm glad you did because it, it really was an eye-opening experience about expectations and uh, nostalgia. Recently, on my favorite uh, Facebook community and, and one of the best film podcasts in the world, The Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema, somebody threw it out there to rate your favorite Friday the 13th movies. and I made my list and, and I discussed it. I had a good time and people made fun of me for mine and you know, I got my jabs. <laughs> it was a good time. But I realized I hadn't seen some of these since I'd you know since they had come out, since I sat right. you know with sticky sticky feet at the at the theater and you know ate, ate steel popcorn, um, and I have to tell you that uh, I, I can't believe how good and bad, and just how how different my thoughts are of seeing them. Some of these you know sober and you know <laughs> not for the first time and without expectations. Right. For instance, I did not think Friday Thirteenth. Part 2, it wasn't one of my favorites, Um, Mm -hmm. but I loved it. I loved it like crazy. It might be the best one. Mm -hmm. Um, The flip side, I remember mocking out big time for Friday the 13th Part 3D, and um, that's a piece of crap. Like I don't like it one bit. It squanders every opportunity to have nudity and a good kill that it can, Um, and without the 3D effect, like the kind of... you know that bit of presby digitation to, to make right. you not pay attention you could really see the strings on a lot of the gags and stuff like that um friday the 13th the final chapter i still love it with the corys and um uh marty mcfly's dad there uh Chris uh,
1: glover yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah.
0: part five don't like it one bit um i remember liking it fine um but i gotta tell you the big surprise of this whole thing friday the 13th part six jason lives uh the one where horse shack accidentally uh brings jason back to life by jamming an electrical rod in his heart and um horshack and johnny is was johnny his name in return of the living dead uh the, the he uh but by the way between those two movies there's like quite a return of the living dead reunion between five and and six um mm-hmm. the guy who played spider was in five um frankie muniz um and he's the guy he's the guy who looks like he just he looks like he's the sixth seventh member of the Jackson Five and um then the guy who played Spider was that the not Spider um Scuzz uh, in In Return of the Living Dead was in five and then mm-hmm. um in six Johnny I think uh was in uh, in uh five Tom Matthews I believe it was uh is in part five. Uh, part six, rather, and he takes the, over the role of uh, little Tommy there. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, it was great. Part six was great. It really had a great sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, it really had a, a tremendous uh, pacing. Um, it had some, some, you know, it, it really went for it. It was full of one-liners. It's almost kind of a blueprint of the way that they make this type of you know horror movie now. You know, right. just just the right blend of tongue and cheek um, uh, It was really good. I really, really liked it a lot. Part 7, uh, which you know, Jason versus Carrie, that was not very good, but it had some amazing fucking hair. Yeah, yeah. uh, <laughs> part 8 and 9 are still sentimental favorites. And we even watched Freddy versus Jason again. Yes. And um, that, you know, if nothing else, the last 10 minutes of that are fucking awesome. With, you know, that's a great fight. Probably the best superhero fight ever recorded um, with people throwing oxygen tanks around and there's an incredible scene where jason starts on one end of a, of a cabin and smashes freddy through every window in the perimeter of the cabin <laughs> um and jason x which has the most absurd uh thing ever committed to film where um jason is hurtling into the atmosphere with uh the guy who runs the gladiators from spartacus on his back in the spacesuit.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say American Gladiators. I thought you were going to talk about like Nitro or no, something.
0: not Nitro. Oh. I, I can't remember the guy's name that runs the Gladys there. Is that how you say that? Yeah. Gladys, Gladys he was one of the pips. <laughs> and, uh, he just gets, they're just hurtling, you know? Yeah. That fucking happens in a movie. Jason Voorhees hurtles into the atmosphere.
1: Because that happens in space, you know? It does. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's get uh, Monster Zero here on the horn. We'll talk some more horror, horror movies. And- hey, 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 real quick. Yeah.
0: Do you and, and maybe "hates" a strong word because he, he he has softened on it. But do you know he doesn't like Halloween?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I do know that. Um, I know he has stated in the past that Halloween three is his favorite Michael Myers movie because it doesn't have yeah. him in it. That's
0: right, and he likes the Rob Zombie one too, which I like as well. But uh, I not don't the,
1: know. not the second one though. Oh, no, no not should, at all. We probably should not ask him about that because no. he'll, he'll just go off for an hour.
0: Do you think he doesn't like it because he doesn't like it, or do you think he doesn't like it to be contrary? Um, a little of both. It, it wasn't a great film, but I think are, a little of both. Are you sure? Uh, what? what, what ha- wait, what? Halloween, Halloween, not Halloween. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought God, we were talking God about zombies. This. Halloween dose. No, I he doesn't. Okay. He doesn't like that because
1: then yes, I, I think I think he probably doesn't like it just to be contrary a little bit yeah. because you know that's that's sort of how he is. Sure, he picks, is picks a movie and. You know, just like uh, we probably shouldn't even go down this path, but you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I think that's that's a whole podcast right there. He he's never watched it nope. yet. States that he hates it.
0: Yeah, why should he watch something he does? He knows he's not going to like.
1: <laughs> that's Monster Zero for you, folks. What the fuck? What the fuck exactly? So let's get Monster Zero here on the horn, and uh, we'll talk some horror movies with him. Hey hey, hey. Now, uh, what I'd like to discuss with you guys today is uh, the current state of horror movies. Now, we're obviously big fans of horror movies of all types, you know. Uh, a lot of us like the classics and uh, even some of the more contemporary stuff. So I just wanted to get you guys' opinion on uh, the state of horror movies these days. Like, where do you think it, it is? Where do you think it's going? Uh, you know, is it even worth checking out some of these movies? So what do you, what do you think, Dynamo?
0: I, I don't know that you can argue that it's better than it's been in a long time. Um, maybe not since, like, in between 77 and 87, like, do you have a, uh, you know, a pretty good constant of not just horror movies coming out, but good horror movies, and uh, a variety of horror movies. Art house horror movies, good foreign horror movies, slashers. Uh, you know, it's not my favorite, but, you know, torture porn is still rattling around in there. Um, clever horror movies, high-budget horror movies, you know, and, and for what they're worth, the remakes. They're, they're You know, they piss people off, but they're still horror movies. They're still coming out. They're still in the theater. You know, they're still... Uh, you know, every dollar that somebody puts towards a horror movie, or good or bad one, in my opinion, is money towards the cause. So I think it's uh, I- at least as a business, it's better than ever. Um, you know, I-, I guess you could talk about the quality, um, but as sure. a business, better than ever, I would say, or, or at least since you know, I said 77,
1: 87. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Monster Zero, how, how about you? What, do you? what do you think?
2: Well, I would say that the 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 quality has certainly. Not improved at all. The, the quantity has skyrocketed through the roof with uh, with the advent, well, not exactly the advent. It's been around for the past 13 years of sound footage horror films. But also, you got YouTube. You got people buying video cameras left and right, and making their own uh, short horror films, posting them on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter or whatever, and uh, hopefully becoming the next Sam Raimi. Now, whether or not uh, it, it's it it's gotten better over the years it certainly has not all you've seen uh, over the past 10 years roughly w- is uh, an influx of remakes uh, and uh, quote unquote reimaginings and very few of these things ever seem to uh, to uh, be anywhere near as good as the originals I won't even get into uh, which ones are and which ones aren't uh, but it just yeah. seems that it, 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 well, it just, it just seems like the, the, the only movies that seem to get Greenlit for theatrical release Full theatrical release Would be remakes uh, and, and the occasional zombie film Which is starting to die down now Thank God Because that has just Saturated the market with zombie films But the remakes have just Overtaken everything And uh, unfortunately There's no end in sight Now the found footage horror films those are the ones that are really starting to pick up a lot of steam. As a matter of fact, I just watched one over the weekend called Megan is Missing. It's a, it's a, um, independent horror film. Uh, but it's also a good teaching tool because it's about, uh, these two 14 year old girls who find, who, uh, come across an internet predator. And, uh, one ends up missing he meets, She meets up with him one, one ends up missing And her friend ends up missing two weeks later And it's based on a true story And it's a powerful, powerful film And I really suggest uh, uh, Fans of horror films Or just fans of, of just Trying to keep the kids safe What uh, are we teaching here?
1: Yeah, wait, so are you saying we, we need to start watching these movies in class now? Kids need to be watching these movies? At school?
2: You could learn, well, you could learn a lot from horror films. I mean, there's a lot that I've learned from horror films. I mean, it was because of Poltergeist, but I learned how far away a goddamn, uh, uh, uh thunderstorm is, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, even if something as minute as that and something as unimportant as that, it's something that you learn. I mean, yeah, you can learn just about anything from a film, but, uh, as far as safety goes, I think horror films is the best way to go. Cool. I, I've,
0: I, I... I just wasn't sure if you were saying we should watch that like uh, you're watching it to become a better predator. Oh,
2: no, no, no. I'm I'm about as good as I'm going to get right now.
0: Excellent. I want to throw... My dates are skewed, I admit it, okay? Uh, Because, you know, I was was drunk for most of my life, but let me toss these dates to you. From 1997, from uh, 1987 to 1997, how many good horror movies do you think came out? DC 10.
2: Um, what, all all over the world, you mean, or sure. just the United States? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All over the world. Oh man, I mean, if I had to, if I had to take a guess, let's let whole... Ninety-seven. It's a very small handful because the MPAA in the United States really, really laid down the hammer on horror films, allowing no gore, no blood. Uh, just, the, I mean, just the tiniest drop of blood made the MPAA uh, cringe. Right. Uh, so, um, not that I'm saying that blood is what makes a horror film, but the MPAA during that specific time—it's incredible that you bring up that specific time between '87 and '97—they really bore down on the horror films, and, and basically the horror film was dead in, in that era.
0: Okay. But if, gonna...
2: but if I had to take a guess, but if I had to take a guess on how many good horror films came out of there, out of that time. Uh, if I had to take a guess, I'd probably say somewhere around maybe twenty or
0: twenty-five. I, I would not, I would not disagree with that number. But let's talk, uh, let's talk two thousand to now, okay? Battle Royal, Troll Hunter, uh, Behind the Mask, The Rise and Fall of Leslie Vernon. I'm just looking at my DVD shelf right now and going through my Blu-rays and stuff like that. The Devil's Rejects, uh, Cabin Fever, Hostel, like that wasn't going on. Uh, in 10 years ago, or I should say 20 years ago. Uh, That wasn't going on since you were in short pants, you know, And, and even the movies, most of the movies that were out on VHS then were movies that came out in the 70s. You know, there were imports of Italian movies and imports of Japanese movies and stuff like that. I think domestically, there are definitely more quality horror movies being made now than there is, at least in at least in your lifetime, anyway. Certainly not in mine, but...
1: Monster Zero always wears short pants, though.
0: It's true. <laughs> but, like... I'm you, them you follow Wait. what I'm saying, Monster Zero? Like, I don't know, I just, like... I, I mean, there's even been, like, I don't want to go down this road, but there's even been a couple good remakes, like, you know, thrown in there. Like, there's been some great movies, but I remember the 90s and being excited about Jason X. <laughs> you know, and, and like it was just bad, you know, like it it was like uh, to quote uh, Rob Zombie, who I I, I find very quotable at times. Most of those movies were like Melrose Place, but somebody got stabbed um, and there wasn't any blood. But now you have a great variety of movies. You know, there are a lot of great genre cinema coming out in general, not just horror movies, but for God's sake, you got a, a, a metric shit ton of horror movies to choose from every single day. And in every realm of it, from the do-it-yourself horror, to the big budget horror, to the middle-of-the-line horror, to the sci-fi schlock, um, there's something there, I think, that's good on every level. Maybe some you know, maybe some uh, elements or sub-genres <clears throat> are more to your taste. But, I mean, I, I don't know that there's even an argument to be made that there's not as much quality horror as there's ever been. Like, you know, what's... Seventy-seven to eighty-seven. Like, find me another time that beats right now, other than maybe that.
1: But, and uh, we got to wrap this up here in a minute, guys. But l- let me just make a quick point about that. Um, I think uh, now, you know, I, I knew Monster Zero. I know how he feels about remakes, and I generally agree with him. But you know, we understand that they're profitable, and that's why people make them. Like, people aren't going to give money for you know for a Troll Hunter or something like that. Um, you know, that's why we have the Indies and um you know it's much easier to make a movie these days than it was 20 years ago so and i think that's why we have a lot more creative people making films and there's just a lot more out there it's a little harder to find some of the stuff but when you do you can find some really great gems um so let, let me just uh, get some final words from from each of you so uh this is something we could probably you know debate over and over and over but uh Dynamo, if you were to name um, your favorite movie in, let let's say the last ten years or so, uh, just go ahead and wrap up and give me one of you, one of your favorite movies in the last uh, ten years or so, because that would be a contemporary period there. And then just you know give some final final words. Uh,
0: I'm I'm terrible with with time, um, so <laughs> Battle Battle Royal doesn't make the cut. So uh, I would say Devil's Rejects, maybe mm-hmm. um, it, definitely. And I'm I'm going to say something that's going to make people short hair cringe, but For my money, two of the top five horror films in the past 40 years have been remakes.
3: And that's The Thing, Mm -hmm. and that's Evil Dead 2.
0: And uh, I I think that before everybody disses on remakes, they should just remember that two of the best ever
1: uh, are remakes. Like,
0: unconditionally
1: remakes. Yep, that definitely a fair point, and one that you know is is in favor of of remakes. Uh, Monster Zero, uh, same thing for you. We'll wrap up here.
2: Yeah, um, well, I I really have a tie for that as far as uh, two of my favorite horror films of the past ten years. Is that it? Ten years? Uh, it would be, yeah, roughly. It would be Frank Darabont's The Mist, which is Great absolutely one. fantastic, and uh, of course. Uh, a little Spanish flick that came out a couple years ago called Record. Uh, Another one of our found footage films uh, that is absolutely scary to the health. Gory, frightening, claustrophobic. It's just a great thrill ride and uh, part three is being made now and um, I can't wait for that.
1: Awesome, well, I appreciate you guys joining me here on the segment. I know it's kind of a touchy subject with uh, with a lot of people, so um you know I think we've got some good points there, and I think that uh you know contemporary films aren't uh, contemporary horror films aren't necessarily as bad as as people will give them credit for because um, you guys had some very good points there. so uh, we're just going to uh wrap this up here, guys, so I appreciate you joining me here. Hey again. before
0: we go uh, Yo. you know what's scary? What? I've heard a rumor that there's going to be a monster zero sex tape happening.
1: Oh boy, that could be the best, uh, the best horror movie ever, right there.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm well, I'm in uh, contract negotiations with Vivid Video <laughs> and uh, Nickelodeon, and uh, let's. Uh, we're gonna see what happens. Who knows? Maybe even a Blu-ray release.
0: It's called Fatty Rides the Bus.
1: Oh sure. boy. <laughs> well, we'll keep an eye out for that movie, and uh, I appreciate you guys joining me. And uh, we'll be talking to you guys very soon again. All right, Monster Zero, take care, buddy.
2: Arriva Derech.
0: DC Monster Zero was um cut a promo on me. He was listening uh in in the background getting his crap together to leave. And um I apologize. Uh it is Miguel Nuez Jr. Uh <laughs> would you say Frankie Munez? I, I, I said Frankie Nuñez from Malcolm in the Middle was in Return of Living Dead. Um and actually Brian Peck played SCUZ. Um, and he also hosted the Return of the Living Dead documentary, More Brains, which is awesome if you haven't seen it. Uh, yeah. And uh, Mark Venturi uh, played Suicide, who was uh, in Friday the 13th, Part 5, I believe it was.
1: Uh, so. Yeah. I didn't uh, Monster Zero said he was going to like wh- whip you with... If- I don't know his sweatpants or something.
0: Yeah, it was bad news Bears. He's going to hit yeah. me with uh, Rufus and Ronaldo for <laughs> if you don't know. Uh, yes. Yeah, he was in he was in a new beginning in 1985, which was part five. Um, Rufus and Ronaldo, are his testicles. <laughs> uh,
1: you do not want to meet them. No. And you know that's the kind of thing we bring here on this podcast. Here sure. we're going to be fuck ups and we're going to make mistakes. We'll correct them. God damn it.
0: Yeah, they look like two grapefruits in a in a in a fishing net. Oh Jesus! It's terrible!
1: <laughs> it's really terrible.
0: Underwear stretched threadbare.
1: <laughs> Speaking of underwear, let's let's transition here. That's a perfect segue into talking about people who wear underwear on the outside of their pants. So, uh, if you, if you're unaware, the Deadites are also big fans of comic books. So we've sort of run the gamut here so far. We talked about uh, you know music. We got some of the horror stuff, wrestling. Now comics. Um, so our, our good friend Michael Ravenshadow is going to join us here in just a just a minute.
0: Twilight Jeez. Society hype man, Michael Ravenshadow.
1: That's right. We, you know, we don't pay him, but he still does a continually great job. So we ought not tell him that. No, um, although I think he's he's been sort of sniffing around, asking about that. So we uh, probably will. Are you, are you dropping pennies again? What the hell are you? Doing? Yeah, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I didn't think my credit cards would make as much money as these pennies. So that's. <laughs>
1: um but yeah so we're gonna we're gonna connect up with uh raven shadow and we're gonna be discussing the the new 52 so we're not exclusively um all about dc but since uh you know dc comics has been doing the new 52 for almost a year now or yeah it's uh, i think august last year so we're coming right up on the year anniversary and uh you know, we've been reading the New Fifty Two, so that's something that we just we've been wanting to discuss. Well I'm sure we sure will get into other stuff. You know, I know you're a big fan of Marvel and a lot of independent books as well. Sure. So, uh, all right, well, let's get uh, let's get Raven
0: Shadow on the horn here. From the pages of from the from the ashes of Flashboy, I should say, uh, DC launched a very exciting, um, a very controversial, a, a very dis- de- divisive. Is that the word I'm looking for? Uh, a publishing initiative called the New Fifty Two. We're about a year deep into this. Uh, really, it, it was an experiment. Would be the best thing to call it because this could have been uh, this could have been Heroes Reborn. Uh, this could have been any other one of these sort of reboots that that failed. You know, especially since even though it was over thirty years ago, if, if I'm not mistaken, Crisis on Infinite Earths was. You know, was still fresh in everybody's mind, still canon. So, uh, you know, I want to just talk about some of these books, go through them, what worked, what didn't work. How are we doing tonight, Michael? Uh,
3: pretty good. Pretty good, Adamo. Uh Happy to be here. Uh, I, I, I there could probably be some more important matters, but I guess, I, I guess we're talking about funny books.
0: Yeah, but, well, as you know, uh, Michael Raven Shadow and I host my favorite uh, segment, my second favorite segment on the uh, CryptoCast, Funny Book, Funny Book, What the Fuck?
1: Wait, what, what's your first? It's probably Dynamo's, uh, Dynamo's Domain, Domain, right? Dynamo's Domain, yeah. Of course, because you're pretty ladies.
0: All the time, pretty ladies. <laughs> Dynamo's Domain is like a, a look into my bedroom, beautiful women <laughs> telling me I'm stupid.
1: <laughs> yes, that's a regular occurrence,
0: right? Yeah, exactly. But better than Fat Chicks, ain't it?
1: <laughs>
0: fat Chicks of the Zoo? Yeah, Fat, fat Chicks of the Zoo, <laughs> my favorite track on the new record. <laughs>
3: uh, uh, sorry sorry can I just one interject uh fat chicks at the zoo is not uh on the record <laughs> sorry. Uh, um, sorry it's much better to download uh too ugly for heaven would be a better better okay. alternative
0: good. too ugly for heaven is a is a good song uh it, and again you know if you haven't checked out the big scary monster um hunts at midnight our new ep Go check it out, man, because I'm really proud of it, at to say the least. I right. think everybody did a great job, and the two lovely ladies and John Carvin sound like angels, uh, and I sound like a mean hobo, but <laughs> still pick it up all the same. I'm, I'm really happy with it. iTunes, Amazon, CD Baby, all sorts of places you can get that shit. So make sure you get it, because uh, I don't, you know, I, otherwise we can't even pay Michael Raven Shadow. So, uh, you, uh,
3: please, um, please uh, check out uh, CryptoCast. On the deadites dot uh, com and
0: uh, download uh, two ugly for heaven. Yep. So we can pay that man. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> I'm thinking I'll just quickly go through uh, the titles by uh, their their little sub subgenres subsections that they have and and let's just throw our throw our opinions out there. Does it sound good to you, Kate? Cool cats. Sure man, sure. man Bring it. Okay. Uh, let's start with the big granddaddy of them all, Justice Lee, Joff Jones, Jim, Jay Lee. Uh, Jim- J Lee.
1: Jim Lee. Jim Lee. Jim Lee. Sorry. <laughs> um honestly i i don't have a ton to say about this because i'm actually a little bit behind in my in my justice league but so um i probably yeah yeah i'll probably think a little bit highly more highly of it than than the both of you but i think it's okay uh it certainly doesn't doesn't stand up to uh justice league of the past of you know like morrison or even giffen and Dematteis. but you know it's it's an interesting take on it it, it does seem sort of grandiose but it just is, is sort of falling a little bit flat. It could be much, much more.
0: Uh, I, I agree. Uh, I don't know. Let's put it this way: I missed two issues, picked up the third of a storyline, and didn't even know that <laughs> I missed the issues because they jump around so much and it's such a friggin' mess. So a lot of a lot of like standing around and then standing around somewhere different. Like I don't I don't really care for this book at all. I do like the Shazam backup story though quite a bit.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, Rape Shadow. I- what, what are your thoughts? Well,
0: I think,
3: um, I think she's the M should be Captain Marvel, uh, but that's <laughs> neither here nor there. Um, you know, I think on paper, on paper, uh, if you were to do a presentation, get a PowerPoint PowerPoint uh, presentation, uh, and on paper, uh, Papyrus, this is should be the best book on the stands. It should without be without a book doubt. that's blown. It, it should be awesome. Jeff Johns, you know, JSA, Team Titans coming at you. He's the fan's voice. He's the voice of the fans. He mm. writes for us, because I remember the stuff that he references, so I was with that. Uh, Jim Lee, 1990s, X-Men, forget about it. We all bought way too many copies. Um, way too many. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like Superman, Batman stuff. Uh, DC Online, he's the guy drawing the book. I don't care, man. I don't Sucks. think I care. Um, and I don't know. It seems like Jeff Johns is writing for someone that's not us um maybe to the to the i don't know nine-year-old yeah nine-year-olds in the bedridden um right. and i don't even jim think they lee, like it no no um and i think jim lee just reminds me of like putting on you know injustice for all where like oh when i was 16 it was awesome metal grow yeah. my hair route um you know what i'm saying like it just reminds me of, of the past of yeah, a, you know, a it, cd that i don't play anymore you right you had long hair ribbon shadow yeah, 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 briefly, briefly, uh, all one length,
1: use the canteen. Um, we need, we need yeah, pictures in,
3: of that. Oh, several, um, several. <laughs> um, and it is important. If it's shampoo and conditioner plus one, always
1: use conditioner. Nice. <laughs> Now folks, I, you, that's the kind of tips you get here on Trick or Treat Radio. Exactly. Folks. Yeah.
0: I'm I'm right in thinking that nobody gives a crap about Firestorm or Wonder Woman. Like those books just didn't look good from the outset. I,
1: I do read Wonder Woman. I don't know what what the the strange fasc, fascination is, um, but it's okay. Um, it's it's an interesting take. It's different than previous takes. But that's you know like I'm close to dropping it. So I'll update you guys as I move forward. But as of right now, yeah, it's it's. It's it's on the fringe.
0: I'd like to go back in time and scare Cliff Chang with a Batman mask on, so he never even looks at a comic. <laughs> That's what I think. Sorry, I'm alone. I don't know. That. I like his art. So, uh, Green Arrow, JT, Cruel. Uh, I, I don't I don't care for his writing, so I don't I don't look at that. I was excited to see Dan Jurgens drawing again. Um, Hawkman's okay now, but I think the winner of this section, the winner of this subsection, the undivi- the undisputed champion, has to be Aquaman, right? Like. It's great every issue uh, great yeah. art great story um, second second arc seems to be about midway through and I'm, I'm still totally enthralled uh, I can't wait to see what they do after the uh, zero issue break I think it's awesome and it's baffling that it's written by the same guy that's feeding us that junk Justice League
3: if, if I can interject um, I might have bashed Jeff Johns but keep in mind um, I think Aquaman is the, the best example of what I like him for mm-hmm. you know what I mean like uh, that's that's uh it's the jeff johns i like um at times it comes across a little bit uh derivative of uh peter david's run um where peter david kind of brought a lot of those like high spots in the book um mm-hmm. to the surface so to speak uh years ago um, But the best drawn book on the stands ivan
0: Rias, am i saying that correctly dynamo uh i don't ask I me. I said a nano instead of annual. until <laughs> you corrected me recently. So
1: I think it's uh, I think it's rice, but I'm not positive okay. either. So,
0: well, kill
3: off the chicas
0: in la cocina. You know
3: what I mean? I think. I yes. Think,
0: uh, I think I've Rice little... made a, it's Ghostbusters, right?
3: <laughs> yes. 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 Uh, um, yes. Uh, but beautiful John book. Really enjoy it. Uh, Pick it up.
0: Uh, here, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to this next one because I think we're gonna have the most to say, and we could probably fly through this next, next bunch. Uh, the Green Lantern books just didn't hold anything for me. They, they, for me, they didn't fix any of the things that were the matter with the continuity, and that there was too many fucking Green Lanterns. Like I didn't care, and there were too many colored Green Lanterns. It's like, you know, uh, when I was a little kid, I thought when, you know, I made a purple lantern, you know? Yeah, yeah. sure you did. So, Right. <laughs> well, not this one. I'm not getting a check. <laughs> believe me. <you, but laughs> I, I started
1: with all the, the Green Lantern books, and I only hung with the, the the main Green Lantern book. That's the only one I'm still sticking with. And I, I like it. I mean, I like the play between Sinestro and Hal. Um, there's some things I'm not crazy about, but I, I really, I, I just like the character characterization of Sinestro, and it's good to see him done right. Yeah, I, I mean, no, I, I, I,
0: I'm, I'm I, sorry, Michael
3: used to it got to you, you, <laughs> you show you show your fans you that you tell me the time they're yours so why don't you let's all listen to dynamo
0: sorry <laughs> sorry i i um i just don't care about it i i it's again i was loving john's green lantern before this um i i was on for the long haul uh even though every issue seemed to be just dudes floating in space um i still stuck with it but um you know, first opportunity I got was this break, I, I, I didn't jump on, I, I just didn't care, too much too many Green Lanterns, you know like DC has a bad habit of when something works, uh, making a dozen of them and then you add the legacy heroes in and the next thing you know, you have so many speedsters that there's not any realistic way that there could be crime, because these people could be all over the world in instant, so you know, just too much of a good thing um, that's what I think about Green Lantern.
3: Wow, uh, that was a whole lot of uh, hot comic takes, Dynamo. Um, <laughs> lots of lots of digest. Lots of, lot of hot takes uh, in that in that in that run-on sentence. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's, like, if Michael Redmond Shadow hosted a crypto cast, I can take it back to a bit of Jeff Johns' run on Green Lantern. Um, not much is said. The fact that he's written that book, uh, the Rebirth mini series, the ongoing uh, old fifty-two uh, to like eighty-something. He's coming on 100 issues plus. Um, is he the longest-running Green Lantern writer? And right, wrong, or indifferent, I don't think that the GL series changed at all in the 52. No, um, it didn't. Same, you know what I mean? So it's like if you dig it before, it's the same thing. Oh, the the the, the innovation. Um, and it's good, but I all think all the takes you guys made of kind of redundancy or too many GLs, it's not the X-Men. Uh, it's not in the Avengers, and don't
2: uh, don't dilute the color. <laughs> Keep
0: it pure. Yeah, I, I I agree with that if I if I understand what you're saying. But my whole take is that the first like I stuck with it despite myself because I really got sick of like you know all the you know the Sinestro War was awesome, and then I felt like I got more of the same for about another year and a half after that. So the first opportunity I got, I jumped ship because I was just ready to be done, and and they looked like they weren't going to do anything to tighten it up, which is what I thought the point of this was, but. If you sell a million, you know, if you sell a million fake plastic rings and a million buttons and a million T-shirts with all these different um, lantern symbols on it, shame on me for thinking they were going anyway, so.
3: Yeah, no, 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 it's, it's uh, yeah, it'll be around for
0: a while. Okay, uh, let's, let's pick up the pace a little here. Young Justice, I am only reading Blue Beetle. Um, <laughs> what? So that's the only one I'm reading.
1: I, I like Teen Titans. It's, it's. I don't know. I think I want to like it more than that I actually do like it. Um, and I'm hoping that it comes through. And it's just a book that I, I want to like, so I'm just sticking with it. I know it's not a good reason, but.
0: No. Uh, uh, jumping down to the edge here, All-Star Western is awesome. Deathstroke, awesome. Deathstroke um, was pretty good. And I'm actually uh, digging this Rob Liefeld run so far suicide squad uh, i'm sure we all have a lot to say on this I, i like it but i'm still disappointed coming out of the ashes of secret six and suicide squad which is two of the best books ever in my opinion um like i just wanted more i just thought you had the opportunity to make something awesome out of two make one awesome thing out of two awesome things and they didn't Stormwatch, good so far but i don't know what the fuck it's about most of the time um but I really like those characters. The artist formerly known as Authority and Grifter. I was really disappointed. in. what are you guys reading in The Edge?
1: Uh, I'm a big fan of Animal Man and I think that's uh, so the I'm Dark. Like, oh, jeez, The Edge, oh The Dark. You know, I'm sorry. Oh, still... well, you're,
0: you're <laughs> the wrong member of You Two now.
1: Yes, exactly. What about the Bono stuff? stuff?
0: I, you, did um, you uh, stick with Stormwatch?
1: yeah i'm still reading Stormwatch. i i dig it um you know i obviously loved uh the warren ellis uh stuff way back when and this isn't quite that but it's it's not too far off
0: yeah it's it's not i don't know again it's i, I felt like they had the opportunity to do something awesome and uh, I, i'm i'm gonna say what you said about titans i i i, I want to like it more than i think i like it yeah um Raven shadow
3: um i'm uh, i said before um on the first installment of uh, Funny Book, Funny Book, What the F? Mm-hmm. Uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws. Uh, I love the book. I mean, the art is nasty. Um, a dude, Kenneth Rockerfort. Uh I fear we might lose him because I know he's taking over action pretty soon. But it's got uh, Jason Todd as a Red Hood who's uh, better now. Uh, Red Arrow, Roy Harper, uh, for those who remember the previous 62. Uh, arm was Speedy. pulled off. Daughter killed. Uh, really good F'd uh, in Starfire. Well, Red Arrow has on back, um, and the book is good. I wish it was called Red Hood and the Outsiders. Uh, I like the fact that all various members of the Bat Family have had their own squad. Um, huh. You know, Batman, Nightwing, and now Red Hood. Uh, I think Red Hood and the Outlaws is like Red Hood and the Pirates. Like, oh, right. like, what the fuck? Like, right?
1: like, yeah. Give us why a not? Name, you know what I mean? Why not Starfire f's everyone?
0: Which she does. It's and nice. that's outrageous. I buy. Uh, I buy X Men One. Number of, those, of copies of that.
3: What and all the Bat Family really got to match in the early issues. Yeah, uh, yeah. 19- is that 20? why you
0: jumped three, three, three <laughs> things to get back to the Bat Family? <laughs>
3: well, you know, uh, I don't normally read Catwoman. But check out uh, issue one and two. Yeah, it's I like Provocative.
1: How many Bozaks up does that get? Do you give it?
3: Oh, I give it a, I give it a, you know, six point wow. five.
1: 6.5, wow. 6.5 Bozak's. 5. I thought you could only go up to two.
3: We We've a different scale. Uh, okay. trip, uh has devised new metrics. Yep.
1: Uh, of course.
3: And it's important uh. for the moving veX brand
1: forward is those metrics. Yep. Dynamo, you're making so much noise. Quit it. Sorry.
0: <laughs> it's my Bozak's.
1: I know it is. You God. give it to two Bozak's. Well, stop reading that, that Starfire issue. that it's point,
0: um, Flying through these books... Uh, because I was going to do these books last because we had the a lot to say, but, uh, you know, Michael Ravenshadow wanted to t- talk about his uh, his pornography <laughs> here. Uh, Birds of Prey, I think, is awesome. You guys reading Birds of Prey? Uh,
1: no. No, I never picked it up. I really loved some of the old Birds of Prey stuff, but um, I was just getting too many issues, and that's one that just didn't make the cut, unfortunately.
0: The, fir- the first run of that was really good. I'll admit I'm, a, I'm probably there, there, probably well into their second story and I've only read the first part of the second run but the first story I thought was great mm-hmm. um, Red Hood and the Outlaws I agree I think is a really cool comic so far I, I, even even when I, I don't think I'm going to love it um, it uh, uh, you know I, I open it up and, and that, uh, Kenneth, Kenneth uh... yep. that Kenneth Kenneth Rockefort hello it's crazy that Kenneth Rockefort I think uh, is, is awesome so uh, no one's reading Batwing, right? No, no, no. no it looks no. looks like uh, looks like Willis from Different Strokes in like a bad Comic Con like Batman outfit. Like, uh, uh, it's bad. It's bad. just it's like just cosplay. Um, <laughs> uh, Catwoman is is really really good and really sexy. I'm a little. I'm curious what's going to happen when the book changes uh, writers pretty soon. Um, I, I don't recall who's taking it over, but I think it's um, is it and Charter, is that how you say her name? Or? Uh, Something. Do you do you remember? It is probably something.
1: Yeah, her name's probably something. Yeah,
0: I agree with that. <laughs> um, I like it. I like it a lot. It really, uh, you know, you, you, as fanboys we get made fun of for thinking that these things are sexy or, or they are like power fantasies or whatever, but what the fuck? Catwoman is hot in these books, and I'm not oh. ashamed to say so. No, no, no. Yeah. It's just because you like short-haired women. I do like short-haired women. <laughs> uh, Nightwing is pretty good, but not as good as I want it to be. Uh, yeah, Batwoman, right. uh, I will say exactly what you said about Birds of Prey, uh, Wolfenstein, like something had to go. Uh, Batgirl is awesome.
1: I'm really I, loving Batgirl. Let me, just say, let me just say one quick thing. I, l- I actually love Batwoman, mostly because of J.H. Williams III. It's the prettiest book on the stands. Um, I actually don't know if he's still going to be doing it. Um, I thought his
0: name was JH Williams. I. <laughs> uh,
1: it may be. It may be. Um, but his art is amazing. It's it's almost like opening up an art book and like looking at like these murals. It's just so pretty. So awesome. That's, Great layouts. Yeah, amazing, amazing. So that's that's the main reason I initially picked it up, and I actually dig it.
0: We are in the beef of things now with Batman and Robin. Um, I, I thought the first few issues of that started out slow um but i i you know it tied up nicely i thought um i thought batman the dark knight was a fucking mess um i didn't care for the incredible hulk monsters the incredible hulk rogues gallery at all um i didn't i didn't like it at all um but so far so good with the new direction uh detective comics was very very good i thought um Tony Daniel is is doing a, a very good job, but the star of this line has to be Batman proper, which is it probably should be, right? Um, Scott Snyder is just knocking it out of the park, and uh, Capullo is doing probably some of his best work ever. So,
3: yeah, uh, Batman's great. Uh, for the first time, I get excited uh, for, the, for a Batman comic to be on the stands. Hasn't been since you know '89. Since I thought that, um, I haven't read issue twelve yet, but I thought the big reveal in issue 11 was pretty, I'm sorry, uh, I haven't read issue 11, but the big reveal in issue 10 was pretty dumb, um, kind of killing the vibe of the series. But uh, overall, uh, still a great book so far.
0: I don't, I, I though I see where you're coming from, like, I, I feel like this 52 initiative needed more of that and needed to shake it up a little. Like, they basically put themselves in a position where they, you know, we were willing to, to accept that. We're gonna have our fucking cake and eat it too as a continuity. We're gonna pick what we like a continuity and shake up what we what we don't think, you know, what we thought didn't work or, or what never happened before. I guess. And this is a, a, a situation where I feel like they this was something that couldn't have happened p- post New Fifty Two, and they did it. And I think more books, like right or wrong, like I give them credit. I don't know how I feel about it yet. I, I know thus far, I, thus far, I'm indifferent to it, I guess, until I see where it goes. But I feel like. I feel like wow, like they did something. They did something with the new 52, you know, other than I don't know, like c- joining the Wildstorm universe with the uh, DC proper, you know. Um no, that's no, I
3: I am sorry, let I mean, to cut you off I don't no, know, no. I'm sure I'll hear about it tomorrow. Um but I think the new 52 <laughs> reminds me a little bit of the old 25 or past 25 years. Like it's a lot of this is very derivative of the changes of the crisis. Um yeah. and you can google that. Um, mm-hmm. You know the the animal man's good now, um, but it reminds me a lot of what Glenn Larson did in the pre-Vertigo world. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think so. The changes in in Batman or some subtle stuff might work better in smaller doses. Um, but I don't have to like it. Um, yeah. But you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. No. No. I and I, you know I agree. Again, I don't I don't know if I like it or not. But I I I don't want to be a, a, a a tea toddler here, but I I, I I guess I'm just gonna wait and see what happens because I, I, I'm excited that they did something that like is kinda like off the off the some guy that uh, I haven't seen in forty years uh, just saw that I'm on Skype and wants to talk to me. Like <laughs> <tell>
1: you're <laughs> busy sir. Yeah. Yeah, right. you're, you're fucking I, busy. I didn't
0: I didn't like the way he I didn't like I didn't like where he touched me then and I didn't like where, <laughs> where he probably wants to touch me down. That lollipop was not that good.
3: Show me show um, me on the Batman action figure
0: where he
1: touched yeah. um, the, the, the cock piece. Yeah,
0: the cock piece is Fatty yeah. Freezy would say.
1: Um, well, um, so let me just say real quick, um, I'm just going to give uh, – I, I love – like Detective was my favorite when the first like, issue two came out. Yeah. And then quickly once once the uh, Court of Owls storyline start in full swing, Batman was, was my favorite book coming out. So, um, And I still think it's it's probably the best Bat book out there right now.
0: Yeah. Okay. Agreed. Um, jumping down to the doc because uh, we mentioned Animal Man. Um, I don't really like it. Uh, I know that like I'm a big fan of the character and I'm a, and I like Jeff Lemire. Is that how you say his name? But I don't really yeah. care. For it.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I know. Yeah. I know that Wolfenstein loves it.
1: Yeah. I love Animal Man. Love Swamp Thing. I, I just really dig what they're doing. It's cool to see it in the DC universe and not in, you know, not vertigo and they're doing some sort of more mature stuff. And I really dig it.
0: Um, Frankenstein agent of shade. Um, I liked it fine, but I'm just a mock for that kind of doc savage stuff. I love doc savage. I love Frankenstein. So they had me at hello. Um, I vampire never checked it out either. You guys check it out.
1: I read the I read- first, go no, ahead and go ahead go ahead go and go shadow.
3: I read the first issue. I enjoyed it. Um, the art reminded me of, uh, of Jay Lee, um, uh-huh. but I didn't stay with it. Uh, but I heard, good who drives things, justice but... league now?
1: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently if you listen to this podcast, so yeah, that's pretty much what I was going to say. I got the first issue. Uh, it, it was okay. Um, but I just wasn't in for the long haul.
0: How about, uh, Shadow? Did you read Swamp Thing at all?
1: Uh, I read, uh,
3: no, I looked at it. Um, I heard good things, haven't read it. Um, there was an issue I passed on because Superman showed up and his armor looked dumb, so I it mad not matter.
1: Agreed. And Did you set it on fire?
3: <laughs> no, no, I didn't do that. I just, I just you know I said no. no. I was Superman a care. crab fisherman? Yeah, no, it would have been better. Um, the armor's dumb,
1: <laughs> dumb. <laughs> we better get through these. This is going to be the, uh, the the new fifty-two and fifty-two minutes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> um, the, the marathon, marathon.
0: yeah um Swamp Thing um I didn't I didn't I I stayed on for a while and I liked some of the ideas but as of when I jumped off the book which I want to say is somewhere in between four and six I I still yet to have actually seen Swamp Thing so Um, that would be issue five okay so so, some between four and six yeah I'm not it might have been four um we should watch Return of Swamp Thing yeah we should (laughs) Demon Demon Knights I love that book I think it's great um I, I I love it quite a bit. I highly recommend it. I think it looks good. I think the story is good. I think it's all that's good about uh, Paul Cornell from when he was writing um, uh, that uh, British mutant stuff in uh, Marvel. Um, uh, Peter Wisdom is that his name? Or no, that's the it's the engine that hang out hung out with the Fantastic Four. No, um, I don't remember that that what that comic was. X Caliber or something like that. Do you remember what it is, Downtown? Uh, uh, Who? uh That's my Who's downtown. That's he, he that's, that's my know. nickname for Michael Raven Shadow because that's how he earns his check.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, he's 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 in. He's not available. He doesn't know. um But uh, Excalibur, like Captain. No,
0: Britain? not no, not uh, Captain Burton was in it. It was like Captain M Five M Five. Is that what it's called? Uh, oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, this is like I'm I, I'm maybe uh, the most unprepared uh, <laughs> podcaster of all time, but um i'm not i'm not talking about m5
3: um <laughs> no no what what are you are gonna do no no i uh,
0: like i liked, I liked you, that book yeah
3: you were the one yeah apparently and they bring apple flight back for your
2: <laughs> for
0: my entertainment
2: for
3: your enjoyment yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, you yeah. laugh but flight, i can't i couldn't get an issue of that because it sold out
3: no it didn't no it did sorry that one issue with Northstar in like 94 sold out. Um, but moving forward, uh, I don't know. Marvel. Um, yeah, you know what I mean?
0: No. Check out the new, <laughs>
3: new, you know, Captain Adam's going to be cancelled, so you should have bought it. Uh, this is terrific. I like him. 3rd uh, smartest yeah, man, the 51st worst-selling title of the new 52. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, yeah.
1: Earth. What are the what are the titles we have here? We're pretty much done, right?
0: Uh we got Justice League Doc.
1: Uh it's okay. I mean, I keep coming back. How does that uh, book
0: exist though? Like I I read it and it should be the it's the fuck stupidest idea ever. Like place. it's it's a joke. It's like that it's like, you know, John Constantine and a bunch of characters that nobody cared about for the past 30 years walk into a bar and now they're in the Justice League. But it still works. I don't I don't get it. Uh, Jeff Lemire's first couple issues are really good he's at least given it some direction yeah it reminded this is going to be very nerdy as if this wasn't nerdy enough but it reminded me of like oh, yeah. <laughs> whoever that dude was like just wrote down like their, their like superhero role playing campaign and you know took out the guy who was Howard the Duck and like because it just didn't it just kind of had like a, a anybody that's ever played like a tabletop RPG it just kind of had that logic where it just kind of meandered around until it got to the end and like they fought some things in between um, it just didn't, it just didn't like really have, in my opinion, the first run didn't have like a co- cohesive story. So yeah, I think I that's sort
1: it.
0: Yep. Uh, Raven shadow mentioned, uh, Mr. Terrific, which was a, a fucking disaster.
1: Oh man. Issue one made my brain hurt. It was oh. like reading a fucking like science textbook or something. It just, there's no substance, all like crap. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Uh,
3: I, yeah, it was, was, was kind of like it was kind of
1: like reading my own obituary. I was yeah. kind of curious, <laughs> really sad afterwards. Yeah, I love that character too. Yeah. it was a shame. And I yeah. loved him.
0: I, I hope that they do something with him in Earth Two, which I finally sat down and read the second issue of. And I, I apologize uh, to Raven Shadow, who I, I mean to uh, Johnny Wolfenstein, who I said I didn't think I was liking it, but I did like the, uh, I, I did like the the second issue of that book, and I do like it so far.
1: Yeah, I'm really, I'm really digging Earth Two, and I'm really looking forward to what they're going to continue to do with that. And you know, that brings to mind uh, another James Robinson book, which we all agree was one of the best. I know it was it wasn't technically part of the New Fifty Two, was it? Or
0: they, I, I think don't. they kind of. I mean, they they. Uh, I'm I'm not sure. They I, yeah. I, I, if I said retcon it, they would say that that would imply that they made it into the New Fifty Two. But like, it seems like it. Uh, it seems like they just kind of incorporated it and tried to, you know, make sure nobody noticed.
1: Yeah, so we're talking about the shade. Which...
0: We were the only ones reading it. So,
1: <laughs> well, originally it was supposed to, they, they were doing a twelve issue series, and you could see it said like one of twelve. And then after like issue, th- I think two or three, then they got rid of the numbering altogether, and it just said number three, four. And then I heard it was going to get cut short. And then I don't know. And then all of a sudden, now it's a twelve issue series again. I don't know, but I'm just glad they're able to finish it, and all twelve issues are gonna are gonna come out. So
0: they didn't want me to be pissed. That's why.
1: Yeah, they would uh, got the ire of Dynamo on on this podcast, and that's they don't true. want that.
0: Yep, because I use my ire to make my clothes not wrinkly.
1: <laughs> so uh, let's 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 wrap this up because we got some other stuff to talk to. Sure. sure. We're, but he, the big thing I wanted to say about the 52, this would be my final thing. Um, unless you had, do you have a question for us, Dynamo to wrap it up? Or? Uh, yeah. Okay.
0: And, and maybe, you know, Ray, uh, Raven Shadow has a, a lot of contacts in the, um, uh, the industry as far as uh, the, uh, not on the publishing end, but on the retail end of things. Uh, I know he's got his, his finger on that pulse. And if, if World's Finest is not the best selling comic of, of, like the 52, then what did the world want? It has Paul Levitz is doing a great story, but it has the two best comic artists of all time in my book drawing it. Um, drawing sexy ladies fighting robot men. Like what else could you possibly want in your comic? Then George Perez and Kevin Maguire drawing Huntress and Power Girl. Like it's the perfect comic in my opinion. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, and, and you're
3: pretty much can't be more right than you tell me you usually are Dynamo um but what the uh <laughs> yeah 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 eight hours is a long day um but uh what I can tell you is what they say want is they want an a or an X on the cover so uh, so for every ten uh Avengers vs X-Men is um someone putting back world's finest from uh, uh from the guy I know
1: it hurts me it hurts me uh, yeah
3: yeah, yeah. Um, so, but who knows?
0: Maybe they'll get a movie. Yeah, it came, well, it came out. It came out at a weird time too. Like you know, like uh, all that shit started like what you know, white right, right in the midst of Court of Owls and Avengers versus X Men, and like that was a big commitment. If you're an asshole like me, it reads everything. Like that changed my reading habits because I had to make sure I read all the Avengers versus X Men stuff, and I had to make sure I read all the Court of Owls stuff before the next bunch of that stuff came out. You know, so. Uh, it, it was it was a risky time for books to come out, you know. Like, I, I think DC might have shot themselves in the foot, you know, with like what should have been their marquee book, this world's finest book, um, and putting it out when they were already asking people who maybe weren't getting every Batman book to buy every Batman book. Yeah, so I, the- think,
3: I think it might have been it might have been ill timed. Uh, it should have been more cross-promoted with Earth Two, because um, I think people didn't really understand. And nope. with all the changes, it might have been a little bit too new. Like, why is Huntress Robin, you know, and, you know what I mean? Like, right. they just asked us to, to believe into a new universe and then giving us another new universe with characters that aren't right. marquee names.
0: And no star like, brand.
3: Yeah, you know, and Power Girl's breasts aren't super spread right. was anymore. Not to go back to Catwoman, but I'm just saying team <laughs> up. Maybe, right. you know, actually, if you Google certain things, uh, you'll get different. Uh, Nolan isn't the only one who's introduced a uh, new Catwoman.
1: Really? Uh, wow!
3: Interesting. That's, that's
1: interesting. good. You're really into yeah. that Google thing, Raven Shadow. <laughs> Check
3: that. Yeah, you know, I think I think uh, I was we had a, a meeting uh, with Ketchup Management, uh, KM, and I was really thrilled. <laughs> thrilled uh that we have to upgrade and really move forward with <laughs> new technology.
1: Mm-hmm. No more GeoCities anymore.
3: It's all yeah, Google. Yeah, no, no, uh, none of that. Of that i am going to branch out and i got to go to the next tell next tell yeah uh, catch him he looks nowhere I am um, what I'm doing
1: uh, yeah you know. the the last thing I have to say about the new 52 is uh, for someone who hasn't read comics in about 10 years it brought me back into the fold sure so so for that, it certainly was effective. And now I'm buying at least half of the books every month. I'm spending, you know, like a pretty good amount of money. And, you know, I'm still way behind because, you know, I'm not used to having a, a comic reading habit like this again. But, um, but, you know, I'm really digging it. I'm glad to be back reading comics. So for, for any, if, you know if for anything, they got people like me back into the fold and reading comics again.
3: And that's the big takeaway. Uh, you know, um, I've been reading commerce, you know, longer than I should have. I'm a grown man. Um, but, you know, it, it stuff comes in cycles. And the biggest takeaway that you're reading it and from people I know, you know, is bringing folks in the shops and talking about stuff. So, uh, you know, absolutely. Whatever, whatever keeps, uh, stuff moving forward, you know. And if you don't like it, it's like, uh, New England weather. Just wait. It'll change. So, uh, you know, hey, keep reading them. We'll keep selling
0: them. My my closing thing is I'm looking at the list of books that got canceled and didn't make it: uh, Blackhawks, Blackhawks, Hawk and Dove, uh, Mister Terrific, it's and coming. Omac, and Static Shock. Uh, duh, right? Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> don't don't have hawk in your name, apparently. Right? Sure. Almost, well, I guess Hawkman oh. made it, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I mean, for, for that, like, blow me over with feather. Nobody wanted to read Omac. <laughs>
1: <laughs> underrated yeah this is a big shock to the to the office the home office in uh in new york city yeah yeah, yeah.
0: well, thank right. you for uh checking in with us mr raven shadow yeah
3: yeah, yeah, you know you know uh a little over time a little overtime uh you know it's, i'm not 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 salary yet, so I can consider this uh mm-hmm. part of being on the
0: block yep yeah. um yeah, we actually we are giving you some monogram pens for this.
1: I don't think he's even hourly, is he? No, not a lot. Okay. I thought I was. I, uh, okay.
3: uh, all right, I, I got to. My, my next call is ringing. Uh, I got to go. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. Thanks, and uh, I guess I'll, I'll see Jack on this.
2: Uh-huh. Uh huh. We
0: will I, see Jack on it.
1: Well, you yeah. won't see him. I mean, you'll hear him. Barely. Actually... So, all right. Well, it was good to talk to you, Raymond Shadow. We'll catch up with right. you next week, bud. I got to go. Wow. So uh, Dynamo, that was uh, quite the talk about the new 52. I think we intended to talk for about 10 minutes and sure. we may have done about 35. So. That's
0: okay. I love talking to that cat.
1: Yeah. Uh, Raven Shadow, you know, despite how he's treated by the Deadites, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, he's a really, really cool guy. We dig having him around. He's very knowledgeable about this sort of thing. Um, so you'll be hearing a lot from him on the on this podcast here. Um so Donmo what's what's going on with the deadites since uh oh, you play yeah, the man foremost authority here let's hear it straight yeah. from his mouth
0: Yeah you know, first off real quick I apologize for uh being a buffoon before with the Friday the 13th stuff uh you know <laughs> as as uh as as my boy Wolfenstein said if we make a mistake we'll correct it uh you know I you're not going to believe this but uh I've played in front of 1500 people at a hostel I have played in f- you know I've looked across the ring a, a legit shoot uh at Greg Deham of Valentine, um, I've done a lot of great things in my time with the Deadites. I've stared the devil straight in the face, uh, but I was nervous to do this. I'll be honest; I have a lot of respect. I listen to a lot of podcasts, the great other podcasts that I listen to. Um, so I, you know, and even though I have a "quote unquote" broadcast background, I was I was really nervous. So, uh, you know, thank you for doing this with me, and I, I'm excited to, to go forward. Uh,
1: no problem, Dynamo. This is something that you know it's obviously been brewing for a long time here. It's something that we've been discussing, and uh, you know, we both have broadcast backgrounds and it's you know it's a pleasure to work with you and to to finally get this off the ground and you know hopefully it's something that really catches on and we can continue doing this and have some really cool cats on here we have we can't even begin to tell you about some of the guests we have lined up um some really tremendous tremendous awesome stuff yeah so you know if you guys just check this out stay with the show we got some really cool treats in store for you so um yeah so i'm glad you brought that up so but dynamo tell us about the uh, about the deadites what's going on now i know the ep's out
0: yeah Um, uh, selling selling like hotcakes uh the big scary monster hunts at midnight um I download the whole album, but my favorite track is Aquaphobic. So if you just, you know, want to dip your toes in the Dead Eyes universe, check out Aquaphobic. I fucking love it. It's the best song I've ever written. Underground Sky. It seems to be downloading really well. Mm. Um I, I, I love it. I, I think the whole record came out great. I think everybody involved did a uh a, a, a car crash smack up bang up awesome job. Um uh, we have our big show, which will shortly the date will be announced, but I'm sure anybody's been following us. Uh can guess what it is, and it's already marked on the calendar—the Halloween extravaganza, our WrestleMania, our King of Trios, our biggest show of the year, our World Series, our Super Bowl, our biggest thing of the year. I just swallowed a penny. Um,
1: <laughs> Daniel, I
0: swallowed a uh, bug.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> Don't uh, die before the show.
0: So you know, it's it's. I'm I'm really excited. I'm getting in shape. Uh, you know this. This is, I'm going to announce this here. If anybody ever hears it, they'll know we're getting stuff ready to make our first music video. Um, you want to know what the Deadites are? We're a band. We're a radio show. We're a comedy podcast. We're a, we're we we're, we're uh, trying to define us musically. Uh, try to define us as people, try to define us what we'll do. Um, we're the world's greatest super team. We're the world's greatest professional wrestlers. Uh, we have so much going on that I couldn't mention it all here, but uh, I'm very excited for Trick or Treat Radio. Uh, every Tuesday, the CryptoCast, our, our podcast where we tell you what's cool and you get a little look behind the scenes uh, at the same time of what's going on here at the Crypt where most of us live. Um, you know, and that's and that's... That's it, you know. This every week on this show in the Crypto Cash, you'll hear about something awesome that we're doing. Uh, we are back and we're better than ever. We're going gangbusters. Um, some loser yesterday told me that I talk about the Deadites too much, um, and you know, I, I I won't talk to him about the Deadites anymore. You know, Who's, who said that? Just some dick that I'm I'm banging his mom. So oh. like, so, <laughs> right. whatever. It's all you know. I, <laughs> I actually have never banged that guy's mom. I'm sorry. I've never banged your mom. I know you know who I'm talking about and I've never banged your mom. I have uh, peed on her while she touched herself. Oh, Jesus. So, uh,
1: so. All right. Well, let's let's quickly run down here the ways that people can, can interact with the deadites. Sure. So we have uh, Facebook, of course. It's uh, facebook.com slash the deadites. Mm-hmm um twitter twitter.com slash the deadites sure or or at the deadites as the cool kids say yeah um we also have the uh the website the deadites.com and we're also on youtube and we need to get some more subscribers to our channel mm-hmm. it's uh it's the deadites tv
0: yeah check that shit out because there's there's the crypto cast and uh some more stuff's planned uh Hope to get some music up there soon, and uh, maybe snippets of this. It's go- it's going to be your destination for entertainment pretty soon, believe you me.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely, absolutely. So we we appreciate everyone you know taking the time to listen to this uh, sort of uh, episode zero of Trick yeah. or Treat Radio. Put this shit in my la. That's right, and and a board. You right? You need mm-hmm. a board for that shit.
0: Yep, a non-acidic board.
1: <laughs> so that's how you can get in touch with us. We're going to have some more information about Trick or Treat Radio. Um, if you found this, you probably know about our website, which is trickortreatradio.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still sort of hashing that out and, and getting it up to speed. But, um, you know, it'll be the one-stop shop. You can get all your Trick or Treat Radio needs there. Um, eventually, we'll be on iTunes. We'll have an RSS feed, all that good stuff. So just uh, stay tuned for all that stuff, and we hope you guys dig this podcast and um, we also do have a Twitter account. We haven't done much with it yet, but it's, uh, trick our treat radio. Uh, and that's on Twitter. So, you know, feel free to tweet us there. Let us know what you think of the show, or you can just use the deadites, uh, at the deadites on Twitter. Let us know what you think, you know, interact with us. We want to make this podcast awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, like the mayor of the altered state of Drugachusetts. he yep. declares it to be awesome. Awesome. Like a magic kiss. That's right. So, uh, Dynamo, I uh, appreciate the time here. Thank and you, uh No problem. It was, a, it was a pleasure working with you, my friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, have any final words for the, for the folks before we uh, see them out here?
0: Uh, children, remember, uh, as I have said every radio broadcast ever, and we'll say it everyone from this point forward, wherever you go, there you are.
1: It's brilliant. Brilliant, folks. Thanks for listening to Trick or Treat Radio. We will catch you guys very, very soon.